You gotta spaz on this beat, bro. But how? J- just do it, man. I don't even know what to say. Just go off the top. What? Yeah, just just go off the top, man. You got it. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I'll even do the ad libs for you. Oh, for real? Yeah. All right, then let's get it. It's lit. Hey. I need know what to say. Yeah. I'ma just go off the top. Okay. I need know what to say. Okay. I'ma just go off the top. Hey. I need know what to say. Let's get it. I'ma just go off the top. Okay. I need know what the I need know what the I need know what the I. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the OTT podcast. And as everything is always off the top, I am your co-host Oxstatic, and joining me is my good friend and co-host the Mai. The Mai man for the July weekend was this past weekend, bro. How'd you do? What'd you do? How you feeling? Feeling good? Feeling great? What'd you do, man? I'm feeling amazing. I, I like trippy. I didn't really do that all that much. Just kind of went to a homie's house and had some dinner. But, but we did have a lot of music to go over this weekend. A lot so, of music this weekend. A lot. Yeah, and quite busy. It's very, it's very fitting that a national holiday also kind of coincides with all the great music that was announced, released this past weekend. But I feel like we got to start with the most important thing. I feel like all of our listeners are dying to know our reactions to this. Pop Smoke's album finally dropped. July 3rd was that last date. It actually got uh, pushed back to this July 3rd date after a June 12th delay. Um, But Pop Smoke's posthumous album is here. And all I got to say about it is it's a very solid project. And um, my first words on it, and then we'll kind of start discussing what we like, what we didn't like. It's such a fitting Thing to see 50 Cent jump into this project while it was being made after his death. And he's like, I'm going to make sure this is done the right way. And I'm glad that everything from start to finish, from vibe to different sounds to different genres that was blended in this album, everything was done so professional and everything was so perfectly fine-tuned to the point of where it's almost hard to miss and almost hard to not like this album in the way that it is. So tell me what you felt about your first impressions with this Pop Smoke album, your first listen impressions. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that this is the most, definitely the most commercially sound project that we've seen from Pop Smoke so far. Something that really occurred to me a lot during my my first couple listens uh, to the project were the similarities in his range in comparison to 50 Cent. Right. Um, 50 Cent like, used to have yeah. a lot of those like really melodic songs like, um and i i just always love those uh like window shopper especially was one of my favorites from 50 absolutely but, and he, he does have that shout out in window shopper homie's a window shopper i think that's yeah, a- exactly he, he yeah. didn't bring that back and um i think that pop smoke really is is the second coming of 50 cent i think it's more than appropriate that 50 produced a project and even had his feature on it so um nothing really bad to say from that standpoint for real. And the fact that, that yeah. yeah. I, I think it was really interesting to see Pop Smoke kind of delve into those other styles of having melodic music versus uh, more of his standard dr- drill style. So it was great. It was great to see that, that versatility. It's really sad that we won't get to see that evolve. But. Yeah. And, and versatility is the key word to hone in on with this Pop Smoke record. There's a lot of different vibes, like I mentioned, and like you just talked versatility about. Versatility is like our. our our favorite keyword it's our it's our favorite our favorite keyword and also unique voices is another thing that we love on the ott uh (laughs) but like i said versatility and like you said uh being different and kind of separating himself from his original sound i feel like helped him it worked great 
uh, to his advantage in his final farewell album. You know, maybe we, we talked about this the other day too, you know, maybe this is the final pop smoke record. Maybe it's not. Um, we're kind of taking it for what it is at this point. This is his final posthumous release. And, and, and hopefully that we get, we get more pop smoke music in the future, but the features on this are kind of scattered in a way. Um, I feel like Quavo really performed probably the best on this record, probably his, his best performance on any record in a really long time, to be honest with you. I feel like Quavo's kind of taken a little bit of a dip these no, past year or two. And I feel like he really it's shined solo on album. This. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like Quavo really shined on this, especially keeping up with all the other star-studded features on here, like Roddy Rich, Lil Baby, Dub Baby, Future. Mm-hmm. Lil TJ's on here as well. He's the only New York rapper on this, actually, Lil TJ. And uh, something that you know, is a little bit concerning is, you know, the fact there's a little bit less of a New York court presence uh, there just because, you know, Lil TJ, like I said, is the only New York rapper on this. Pop Smoke is from New York. 50 Cent is also one of the most legendary New York rappers ever. And within all these features, I feel like people would be bothered by how many different sounds are on there and how many different, you know, mixes of styles that Pop is trying to experiment and venture off into. But I I feel as though everything kind of worked out for him in his favor. You know, there's a great assortment of sounds. And the most important thing about this entire album is that he sounds great. Pop Smoke has clean production all around. He shows he can do more than just rap and he can sing. He can sing. I know your song. He even even, uh, prefaces one of the songs, I think it's a song with TJ where he's... uh... Y'all know I could sing, did you? <laughs> Y'all know did, I didn't did sing, you catch, did, you? did you? catch that? That's, I did, I did. Mood swings. It's funny because I was like the fourth or fifth song in the in the album where he's singing. And like then he's like, oh, y'all didn't think I could sing. Y'all didn't know I, I could like, sing, did you? That no, song with uh, that song with Lil TJ Mood Swings is definitely a vibe. And that's, that's where he does say that. And like I said, to be honest, Sway Lee and DaBaby on this, we're going back to the features real quick. I feel as though those features may have been too out of place. Tyga as well. I feel like you kind of could have cut a couple songs in this, but, you know, they're coming up with a deluxe with even more songs. Who knows how many more songs? I'm hoping just four or five just to kind of put out a little bit more and just continue his his legacy a little bit uh, into this next coming week. Um, But sometimes the sounds did feel a little bit out of place. We talk a lot about album length, I feel like, especially in the last couple weeks. I know. Um, especially after that Yachty album that was like 25 <laughs> songs or whatever. Where Trippy's um, album is going to be 25 and Yachty's oh album was 19 just, songs. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm hoping that, I mean, I, I, I like most, the vast majority of the Pop Smoke album. I think there definitely could have been some trimming done here and there. I'd say that like a happy sweet spot is like 15 songs and you maybe end up with 20 after the deluxe. Right. Um, I understand say so where too. they're coming from, though. Like they're trying to make sure that like this this album gets play, uh, despite you know Pop Smoke's unfortunate passing. So I, I get where they're coming from with having a longer project, and I'm sure yeah. that his fan base appreciates it. I mean, as fans of Pop Smoke, I know I appreciate uh, the little bit lengthier album, and. It's obvious that this album is more for commercial impact. I didn't feel as though listening to this, this was his final farewell. Um, it seemed as though this record was intended to be Pop Smoke's splash into the mainstream with all these different types of sounds. Yeah, no, it felt like a debut commercial project. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like that to me as well. Um, it's a solid album as far as posthumous projects go, in my opinion. Um, it's not perfect, um, but I feel as though it represents Pop Smoke the best it possibly could. I think 50s 
uh, curation is a very exquisite touch to this. He's a very professional person and he's been around the game. He's been in hip hop for a very long time. Um, as far as posthumous projects go, actually circles is probably the only one in my opinion, that's perfect. And juice rolls is going to be handled very yeah, well until, as it has until been July until, until July 10th and until three days from now until juice World album comes out. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, he was represented properly. All the tracks were completed and professionally fine tuned. We said this the other day too, to my, this wasn't no bad vibes forever type shit. Like no one, no one's trying to, you know, maximize his name for commercial value or any sort of monetary uh, enlightenment in a way. Um, definitely wanna, enjoyed like, this. Grab the people who did bad vibes forever by the scruff of the neck and like show them circles and, <laughs> and this song and this album. And even, even juices, Juice's album hasn't come out yet, but the rollout has been so it's good. It's been amazing. Uh, so well, I, I just want to show them, like... This is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> the crazy thing is, I feel like the one out of, in my opinion, three listenable songs off of Bad Vibes Forever uh, was a single, right? And you yeah. got so hyped up for the album. And then the album <laughs> came out, and it was such doggy dookie. Like <laughs> such a terrible, terrible take on what X would have wanted, and <laughs> so clearly just for them it's to just not money grabs, it was ridiculous. They added, I think, twenty five voice memos of him in the studio, which I thought was a nice touch in a way. But also at the same time, you can kind of go back and forth between like, oh, why would you add all these exclusive snippets? Actually, I just thought of something pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that I, I don't think I've told you yet. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so breaking news uh when bad vibes forever came out i was uh i was in india um oh, for real this, yeah yeah this Wait, last that's December. dope oh my yeah god. i was i was there for for my cousin's engagement so uh, i'm in india and by bad vibes forever comes out oh so i'm god. like i asked my cousin to turn on our hotspot because i don't have data and i download <laughs> the album and i listened to it once and i was like is this real like this feels <laughs> fake like is this a joke <laughs> and then i re-listened to it and i was like wow it's actually that bad anyways fast forward to a week later right uh because my connection flight on my way home right was in dubai so oh i stopped in dubai and That's i stayed crazy. with my aunt for a week um and why aren't you I, taking me to these places why, why aren't you taking <laughs> yeah. me we haven't even met in person man you i'm just saying i'm just saying like why 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 can't you just invite me to dubai like we can go hang out with travis and Cuevo. You. you should have how yeah, dare you not know me that's my bad that's my bad <laughs> <laughs> but continue uh, please i want to know <laughs> i'm in a bar in dubai right and i i'm on my phone i i look at i'm, I'm looking at my twitter feed you know as you're supposed to do when you're out enjoying yourself in a different country absolutely um, <laughs> not taking anything in at all uh, I happen upon the Empire website and I find out that they uh, accidentally posted the um, Bad Vibes Forever merch with the wrong prices. So uh, they were selling the shirt for $5. No so you copped. You copped. Well, I copped it just to rip Absolutely. those off, dude. Did you, do you have the shirt on you? I have two questions, actually. I one, I have it somewhere. I got to find it. I'll wear it next time. <laughs> please wear the shirt. That was one of my questions, too. Tell me what the bar scene is like in Dubai. I need to know. Like, can you describe as best as you possibly Dubai can? It's sick. The bar scene in Dubai is sick. It's like... Um, if you had to compare it to, like... Let me think. It's like... Specific uh, so things. basically, the place that I went to was, like, a very... It was like a basically like a centralized area with like 
like 10 bars and right. like it's like very like packed in with like hella people or whatever right this is pre-covid for for all for oh all yeah this. um <laughs> and you can smoke cigarettes inside the bars which i thought was insane that's kind of nice. i mean i i guess it's not really that crazy but it, yeah you can get cigarettes out there that you cannot get here man the occasional I, I was, cigs I inside I was trying to kick the habit, and then I <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, y'all got melon flavored cigarettes?" Hello, actually, melon flavored cigs. Melon flavored Paul Malls, man. I know yeah. when you're in the club and you're you're feeling you're feeling yourself a little bit. You got like five or six drinks knocked back. You're like, "Damn, maybe a melon cig sounds pretty too. good right just, now." I was just the way I was making friends is like, "Oh, yo, you're on your own. You want, you want a cigarette or whatever?" And like. <laughs> You're an adventurous person, though. That's who you are. I have quit the Stokes now, though. So I'm proud of you. In good shape. He's clean, but people. That was an He's enjoyable clean. experience. <laughs> I, I I'm so happy I got to know that, and the fact that you kind of brought me inside of the Dubai bar with you, in a sense, right now, I, I'm very honored. With my, I words. hope you know that. With your words. With, with your words. With my descriptive <laughs> To to close out <laughs> to close out Pop Smoke's final album review i will say this and then amaya let you say your piece on it like i was saying um he was represented properly i mean this album is a very replayable project in my opinion uh, there's a tons of replay value in this gangsta snitching got it on me that 50 cent uh, sort of vibe that he has he kind of shouts out many men and uh, tunnel vision that outro track those four songs are going to be in my rotation for a while um, i know the, the mix of many, yeah many- Many Men remix was was like very highly requested, right? Yes, it was. It's very highly revered right now. That they wanted they wanted that song to come out. So yeah, I'm and I'm happy that it did. <laughs> I'm very happy that it did. And the mix between there's not as much drill on here, more so than there is commercial hip hop and R and B. But there is. You, you get a taste of everything. I feel like everything's very evenly distributed when it comes to the genres that he's trying to experiment with. And, you know, sometimes R&B tracks are hit or miss, but for the most part, Pop Smoke is a lot more talented than Body. He's a lot more talented than people give him credit for. And I'm I'm happy to say that I'm going to give this album a 7.5 out of 10. 7, 7.5 out of 10. Fantano gave it a 6, which I was actually really surprised that he gave it a 6. I started watching that review, and then I... Uh, halfway through, I got distracted. But he, he gave it a six. strong six. He gave it a strong six, and I think that's I think that's pretty fair. Anywhere in between six and seven, yeah, I'd say so. I feel like Fantano is he either hates the album or he loves it, and people will shit on him regardless, whatever he says. I feel like a six for Fantano is like an eight for anybody else. I that's what I'm saying because I'm giving this a seven. I'm giving this a seven, seven and a half, more towards a seven, I would say. Um, but like I said, this album is very solid as far as after afterlife releases from these artists that we've seen so far but another afterlife release that's coming out you want to you want to open this up or do you want to give your final thoughts on this pop smoke album before we talk about the world on drugs juice world juice world has finally finally announced well not him his team has his family his friends his team his management has announced his first posthumous album legends never die uh, this was news to everybody on Monday. Um, he did release a single with Halsey to kind of complete that rollout as well. It's called Life's a Mess. Namai and I have had that on repeat for the past, I don't know, the entire day. 
I think the entire day we're trying to learn every single word at this point in time. Yeah, I told you I just got that sound system set up in my garage. Man. I'm so happy that you have. You need to show me that too. I need to oh, see I that will. sound system. Right after, right after we finish recording. I'm so happy that that's a thing. Juice World is finally releasing his first album. What are your thoughts on everything from the singles that he's come out with uh what we can expect from this album it's supposedly going to be 15 tracks long unsure if it's going to be you know with these unreleased songs that we've heard on soundcloud like bad boy and matt hardy with trippy red and there's a lot of different things floating around blood on my jeans is supposedly supposed to be on there as well track lists are floating we don't really know what's true or what's not but what do you what do you feel right now how do you feel this album's going to hit well, with regarding everybody. track lists, um, and I, I heard this uh, not from like any like reputable source. This is uh, one of those dude trust me things. But um, oh, I know. I, I heard some speculation that they won't release an official track list until the day of because they don't want people to uh, try to leak the songs before the album releases. That sounds about right. Um, and I honestly respect to them for that because yeah, I know because Juice World. Wrote- yeah, uh, had probably the most unleaked songs of any artist I've ever heard of in my life. I think he has. I think I I said this in a couple podcasts ago. I have three unreleased playlists on SoundCloud of Juice World music. Uh, there's a mother. There's a mother playlist of 600 unreleased songs, and they're all different. Sometimes they're Instagram live snippets from 2018, 2019, and some of them are just studio recordings over the phone, but. Most of them, a good, a good, I would say like maybe 60 to 70% of them are finished full length songs. And to think that his team is just allowing all this unreleased music to stay out there. I I feel like it's, it's a good thing for them to know that all this music is out there and to hold that track list until the very last day, just because his, his music is so accessible for some unknown reason. We don't know why, but I'm happy that I, I hope it the dude trust me is, is very, (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah. it's very reputable and it sounds well, like it could I'm, be i'm a definitely i definitely think bad boy is going to be on the album right uh i th- the the reason i think that is because uh, i've seen the uh the there's a clip of cole bennett shooting a video of uh juice world and young thug where he's wearing like a weird outfit with like a baklava and like he's uh, uh wearing like a suit um, and then they also clipped that into the newest Polo G video, uh, or yeah, 21. Mm. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and assume that we're probably getting a video for that song. Like, I hope in the near so. Future. I feel like um, the archives for Juice's team, as far as what Cole has and whatever other music videos they have shot, I feel like we're going to get a couple more Juice World videos that are going to be yeah. coming alive from the vault sort of similar from the tell me you love me video with trippy maybe cole can kind of spruce something together if if there is actually more unreleased so footage that we've seen himself. like I, i'm like I'll, I'll go through my feed i feel like every time that i like look up juice world on instagram or youtube i find like a new clip that i haven't seen before because i feel like they were just they knew that he was going to be this big and that he was going to go this far that they just needed to document everything that was happening and 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 good to them because we have all this now and his team has all this content that they can continue to honor juice's life even after when he's not here with his music and and whatever footage that they do have of him so prop, props to them knowing juice's capability and you know the only sad part about it is that 
after this, after this album, we have the outsiders, which is confirmed by his team that is going to be coming out after this. But, you know, after outsiders, what else can we expect from juice world? Is that going to be the end of it? Is he just going to be living on SoundCloud on release music for the next however many years? Do you think that after this upcoming album and after the outsiders, is that the end of juice world music? I doubt it, man. <laughs> like <laughs> I've heard, I've heard speculation of him having a project's worth of music with marshmallow projects worth of music with chain smokers projects worth of music with take a day trip projects worth of music with like, even like he even worked with Toro y Moi. So oh uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that we get some, some more, in a way, I think of it like like a, like a movie franchise where we're getting like little spinoff albums. Yeah, um, I'm hoping that some of those come out before the Outsiders. Uh, just so the that collaborations, we get- yeah, the collaborations that you just mentioned, those sound super interesting. And I feel like Juice Worth has said in multiple interviews, he's always making music, and he's not always making one specific type of music. He's always venturing out and seeing what else he can do. And obviously, with that pop punk influence, he can kind of go wherever he wants to. Um, I know he does have an unreleased song called EDM and it is a strictly EDM song that he just sings over and it's, it's a fantastic track. And oh, uh, is that the, is that come and go? Yeah, I think it's come and go in EDM there. It's, it's yeah. the double title sort of thing that we see with juice world leaks. Um, but regarding, regarding the single off the album with life's a mess and Halsey, um, I can't get that out of my head right now. That song is beautiful in, in a way where juice is really singing like he's singing he's not really rapping as much and again another juice world song with an orchestra flourish at the end and i hope that within the album we get to hear all these orchestra flourishes kind of mesh together to create some sort of weave between the 15 tracks oh, i feel like that would be a really cool thing that would be a really cool thing but how, what are your first thoughts on this first single from juice world off of his album like, i guess it would be the third single right because dude, well yeah technically um, I feel like Righteous was just one of those. Well, we didn't really know if Righteous was going to be on the album. So I guess we'll just wait and see. I'm just assuming that this is the first single that we know is going to be on the album. I'm pretty sure Tell Me You Love is going to be on there too. And Definitely. probably Righteous will be on there as well. Um, um, but yeah, my first thoughts. It's interesting because when I found out there was the version of Without Me with Juice World, I was like, damn, Halsey really did him dirty. She did two the whole <laughs> verses, the whole hook. And then had Mans do a little duet with her and a little interlude near the end. And that was it. And then she did, <laughs> they turned around. The exact same thing. <laughs> Juice World's doing the whole song, except for the little part with Halsey. So I feel like that was that was a nice little give and take right there. The song feels like a like a part two almost to, yeah. uh, to Without Me. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love the song. It's super relatable, um, super relatable subject matter uh great melodies uh juice world always keeping it like fresh with the different flows and different approaches to the instrumental and he's in his element when it comes to this kind of music i think that it shows the state of mind he was in when he was uh near his time of passing where he was just really feeling in love with with uh ali his, his girlfriend and right um yeah i think that it's a good representation of his his mind mindset at any given time i think is juice is sort of in a league of his own when it comes to writing heartbreak music and when it comes to writing about you know lust love addiction loss anything of those sort of 
for emotions. It's kind of his wheelhouse. Um, but he's also known to flex on people, uh, even at all of his features. He always likes to talk about how many cars he's got or, you know, how many, how, how many girls he's been with. But, you know, we don't really know if that's true or not, or if he's just putting up for the team or anything like that. But the one thing I will say about this song is that it's a very good clue in to what sort of vibe we're going to be feeling with this album. This, this track, like you said, is sort of like a part two to without me with Halsey. And yeah, it does feel like that to me as well. Um, but with this track kind of coinciding with righteous and tell me you love me. Like, like I said, I don't know if they're going to be in the album. They might be, seems like they will be, but if not, they all sort of fit that similar vibe of him kind of just saying like, I'm here, like I'm okay. I'm still me. This is what I want for my fans. This is what I want to give out to you guys. And it's sort of peaceful in a way, knowing that even though he's gone, even though he's not going to make any more music, we still have him. We still have something of him that he's here and he's still doing what he loves to do in a sense. Um, and I'm happy that his family and his team are continuing to create that narrative for him and c- continuing to honor his legacy. And, you know, rightfully so. I mean, legends never die. This album, in my opinion, Juice World is a legend. And I feel as though the definition of a legend kind of gets misconstrued. Um, and for me, I feel as though the impact that you make uh, within the time that you are making music or within the time that you are, you know, someone of massive popularity or massive fame or massive talent. I think what you leave behind in the message that you spread determines your legendary status. And juice did that. I think he had every single facet of that. I think he had his commercial status. I think he had his fan status and I think he had his personal status as well. I think within these three realms, I think positivity and love was the main thing he wanted to push forward, even though if he was struggling with addiction, and with that, yeah, he was struggling with it. And his message is to not do it. He spread love and positivity and stay away from drugs. And, you know, in the end, yeah. He was expressing, you know, his point of view. And you can't really fault him for that. Yeah. Um, I think that when it comes to a lot of these SoundCloud rappers that people look up to a lot, specifically um, X and Peep and, and others, uh, I, I think that there's there's a lot of, like, there's like controversy and beef and artist relationships and all these different uh, facets that kind of distract you from the music. But I think when it came to juice world, he really just uh, put his head down for, for lack of better terminology. I think that he was really focused on the music and um, other than, you know, what tragically ended up taking him out of the game, he, uh, he didn't really let anything else distract him. Uh, so that is always nice when you don't have to like feel weird about supporting someone like given you know what might right. or may or may not have happened in their past right. um not that i i feel that way i feel like i separate art from the artist but yeah. and with- that's that's kind of a conversation with like x as well like people are really really tirated to compare uh, x's personality to and his persona and what he did in this personal life to his music and separation between both of those things kind of draw a fine line between who the artist actually is. And I feel as though with juice world, it's a very different situation than it was with X because uh, X was, you know, incarcerated for a very long time. He was accused of, uh, you know, beating his pregnant girlfriend and doing all the sorts of things that he did while he was alive. But then he would turn around in his music and be really insightful and really intimate with everything as far as production, his singing, his tone. Um, but with juice world, like you said, 
and like we've been saying that message of positivity kind of turning that 666 that negativity into a 999 um is all comes from a good place and you know his talent is just seemingly undeniable we talked about uh a story that i, I said to you the other day about uh, juice he went to homewood flossmore high school and a buddy of mine that i played baseball with uh, he knew who he was and he was always a really shy kid and he was always to himself and he was always rapping and freestyling people in the hallway and the gym or whatever he would see him in school. And to me, that just kind of hits home being from Chicago, seeing that someone, you know, who grew up relatively around me can be who he is like this to be this mega star. And, you know, from effortless freestyles to his genuine lyricism and pretty much everything in between, he was always, I guess, comfortably residing and always being the nice guy and with a lot on his mind. And he put that into music and I appreciate him for that. And I feel like his fans as well as hip hop appreciate him for that. Definitely. 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 I think that uh, I'm looking forward to this album, man. I just, I don't think I, I can think say it this is, this is the most excited I've been for an album in a very, very, very long time, very long time. And I hope they do it right. And they will. I, I have full faith that they will. Yeah. We're operating on the, on the base that they've already done it right. They have. Please be sure to follow us at OffXDXTop on Twitter. And please be sure to listen to us at Off the Top Podcast on SpawnCloud and Spotify. We appreciate y'all for listening, the OTT gang. Next topic West Side Gun, man. Boom, 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 boom. Boom. Can you give me one more ad lib from West Side, real quick? Boom, 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 boom. West Side Gun's album Fly God is an awesome god, too. Also released coinciding with Pop Smoke's July 3rd release. And I got to say, it's not Pray for Paris. It's really not Pray for Paris. Everyone wanted it to be, but it's not Namai. But that's okay. It's a good album, a good album though. It's, it's not yeah. Pray for Paris, but it's good. And my lane, which is now Coke Rep, because I will, I, I will be the professor of Coke Rep on this podcast from here on out. Coke Rep. <laughs> just call me, call me Prof Coke. I'll just call you Pablo Escobar. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I think I already take back what i said no <laughs> there's a couple of boom, please let us in boom, 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 boom. police boom, 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 boom. let us in they're gonna the listeners are gonna hate us just because of all the ad libs we're throwing out okay it's part of the fun i know i'm okay with it it's all it's all off the top here at off the top as oh. you already know that's our calling card Fly God is an awesome god too um first off right off the bat i'm gonna give this album a seven five just because just because there's a couple of really great tracks on here that speak to me. The storyline in this is also great. West Side Gun is known for curating great projects with a nice story, starting off with a sermon from A.A. Rashid, that intro track, that open spoken word, like we talked about. We love that sort of thing in Coke Rap. And it sort of just weaves all together. Every single song has some sort of purpose for it to be there. And I feel like that's what West Side Gun does. He does everything with intent. And he does it in a way where it's like he's an Italian mobster, like he's the Don of Coke rap in a sense. And we talk about Freddie Gibbs and we talk about Conway and we talk about Benny the Butcher and all these guys that are immersed in this genre as well. And I feel as though even though Griselda is this huge entity that they are, Westside is the top dog of Coke rap right now. He acts as that mafia Don and he has the voice to match it. Like if you watch, you know, The Godfather, you're going to see Don speaking with a little higher voice, a little bit of this. I feel like Westside has that sort of same energy. 
forget about it. I feel like he's got that sort of same delivery in that way. And we talk about his unique delivery too all the time. He's just like, a, like it. He's just I, a very I, I interesting before we before we start uh before we start recording, I, I did a little little freestyle in the West Side gun style, you know. I'd do it to him. But you didn't you don't you don't want to do it again though. It's just a very unique, like very, very um what's it called? Specific to him. Like I don't hear any anyone else really rap like that. So I, I want I really want you to do it on the podcast, but I don't know if you're going to. <laughs> nah, dude, we got to get in the stew. For that. <laughs> <laughs> please, please come to my studio. Please, I beg you. Fly God is an awesome God, too. My favorite three tracks from this. I, I, we'll, we'll keep this one pretty short. It's a great album. If you haven't listened to it, please go listen. Westside's a pretty recent installment after Pray for Paris. It's only been two, three short months from that. And I think you and I talked about kind of how important it is to spread out music and kind of spread out the projects. How do you, how do you feel about him dropping so quickly to my, no, I think that it's a little bit too soon, to be honest. Also uh, right on the heels of a pop smoke of the posthumous pop smoke album. I think that his timing like really was, was not, not well planned. I mean, obviously it wasn't well planned. It was a surprise drop anyways, but I think that he could have let Pray for Paris marinate a little bit longer, given it a couple more months, and then dropped it at a time when we're not anticipating a bunch of other projects from people who right. haven't already dropped this year. So, I, and, and I think I mentioned this uh, when we were talking the other day, uh, that um, it, it's easier to, to discover an artist that has less of a discography, in my opinion. Right. Because... Westside Gun already has a pretty big discography and now Pray for Paris as what I consider to be his mainstream, real, like really mainstream debut. Besides and, the Griselda, what would Christ oh, yeah, do? Besides, besides the things that he's done. With besides Griselda, that. Like solo debut. Solo, solo. So I think that he really could have played his cards better uh, considering that he has material clearly to spare. He, so, I feel like he just, I did really like the project though. I mean, I just don't think that if if we weren't people who legitimately who make a podcast based on music like when it comes out, I don't think I would have checked out this album this week. I feel as though that Westside is on my radar because of Pray for Paris and just because of how impactful that album was to me. Um it really opened my eyes to how great of a genre coke rap is becoming. And the fact that Westside has so like when we say so many projects, I think he has like 10 or 11. I think he has, I think he started in what, 2018, I want to say. I want to say like 2018. He has 10 or 11 albums. I, I want to make sure before I say it just because it's so much. But it kind of just goes to show you that, you know, he could release his commercial album, Pray for Paris, and drop an album a couple months later and not have anything to deal with it. You know, like he dropped, he dropped one, two, three, four, five times Ooh, in 2019, crap. five times in 2019. I'm looking at a list of his, uh, of everything that he has dropped studio albums. He has five. Mm-hmm. He has the one album with Griselda between 20, 2005 and 2019. He has, um, eight mixtapes, three collaboration mixtapes. Two of them are with Conway. And then he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven EPs. And then so, two and albums. I think with all this music that he does have and him dropping 
two months. Wait, March prepare shop. It's July. So wait, one, two, three, four months. Four months, right? Wait. Yeah. Yeah, four months since like, you're half a year, man. What's the rush? Like that's just who he is, though, Namai. Like when you think about it, he has. He has all. You don't feel rushed to do anything, bro. I guess not. I guess he's not in a in a mindset where he feels like he has to, you know, simmer down. I feel like Westside is just one of those people that are just one of those powerhouse artists that just want to drop so much and so many times a year. I feel like we're not, we're gonna even see another album from him this year just because of 2019. I mean, he dropped five albums alone in 2019. One with Griselda. That's six total, which is insane to me. I think something that's interesting to to note is that I feel like Griselda kind of blew up together because of them being Griselda. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel like they really they really uh, roll like some of our favorite hip hop groups. You know what I'm saying? When I, I think, think of so. Amigos, like I just kind of assume that Takeoff and Offset are sitting in the back of the room while Quavo is recording a verse. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't think that I see. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm just not. Uh, maybe I'm just not well acquainted enough with Griselda, Conway, Benny, and uh, and Westside to to make a statement like that. But I just don't really see, other than their their musical styles and their obvious like chemistry on collaborations. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from the music, I don't see as much of uh, like a camaraderie there. But I I could be completely off base. I think. I don't think you're off base. I just feel as though maybe you're playing off of how it feels to listen to all of them together and then how it feels to listen to them solo. Yeah. And between the two, I mean, there's definitely a discrepancy between all three of them being together. Um, They're definitely a really powerhouse trio. Conway is, you know, he dropped Lulu at the top of this year and it was a fantastic album and he's going to be dropping very soon. And he was supposed to drop in place of Westside, but Westside ended up dropping instead of Conway um, this past week. So when you look at these three Griselda artists, like Benny, he holds his own on every single feature he's been on. We're still waiting on an album from him. Conway is also a powerhouse vocalist as well. And Westside is, to me, he's the leader of this entire pack. And he, he's the one that, that made this so fruitful for all three of them to have these solo careers and to, to come back and make this album or make any project together whenever they want to. Um, I feel as though since Westside and Conway are brothers, I feel like the camaraderie has always been there. Oh, um, yeah. But I as far didn't... as, Oh yeah. Yeah. The brothers, the brothers. Oh, I don't know if Benny, I don't know if Benny's Benny their brother in though. The, in the trio. He might just be a friend. I don't, I know Conway and Westside are brothers for sure. I don't know about Benny though. Also, sometimes Benny is just labeled as Benny. He's not labeled as Benny the Butcher. Sometimes he's labeled as Benny the Butcher. All of the songs he's featured on on Spotify, he's only labeled as Benny. Really? That's weird. I, I low-key thought that they were two different people at first, and I was like, <laughs> where's Benny the yeah, Butcher? Do, do you know? I don't know why they do that. But I um, think within this solo project from Westside, there's a huge gap in between, even though there's a short amount of time, this gap in between Pray for Paris and Fly God's Awesome God 2. Um, you could really see the drop off between the commercial impact of Pray for Paris and the more mixtape vibe that Westside has on Fly Guys and Awesome God too. Um, there's three tracks that I really liked on this album. Um, I feel like you can attest to this as well, since I've had this pretty much on replay the entire weekend. Uh, Jose Consenco is one of my favorites. Little Cease with Armani Caesar. That feature is amazing. That beat is amazing. Um, I feel as though we're missing one 
one too many percussive elements in this album. I feel as though there's only four or five songs with really strong drum patterns, and most of them are just loops. Um, there's four skits included in here, a couple interludes, and a lot of features that you don't really know. Uh, Stove God Cooks is, is featured three times on this, and it's crazy to think that all this kind of coincided with everything going on from him dropping Pray for Paris and dropping this album. It's, it's sort of like another mixtape within all this going on right now. Go. I, I didn't realize that Armani Caesar is actually part of Griselda. What? I didn't realize that there were people in Griselda other than Westside Conway and Benny, to be honest. I feel disingenuous now. I'm, I didn't know that either, actually. Boldy James had, is also apparently part of Griselda. I know Boldy was. I know the trio of Benny, Conway, and Westside are the leaders of this pack. I know Boldy was a frequent collaborator. I didn't know like he was like in Griselda, but I feel like if you're a frequent collaborator in the in the in the group, you might as well just be a part of the group in a sense. Yeah, this Maybe. is a Wikipedia. This is a Wikipedia reference, also. But quick, quick um, wiki search. Yeah, apparently it consists of Westside, Conway, Benny, and then Keisha Plum. I don't know who that is. She's featured on Westside's album twice. Is that the person on Lil Cease? Yes. No. No. Lil Cease is Armani. Lil Cease is Armani. And then um, Boldy James and Armani Caesar. So I yeah, guess yeah. They, got, they got a cool little sixer going yeah. for them, a little six pack of Coke rappers. But no, I guess I we don't. Yeah, I guess we don't really see much from Armani. And I mean, Boldy's album's also coming out pretty soon as well. I, I've seen some some things about him teasing his album in the last few weeks. So yeah, I'm excited to see him drop too. Of, of uh, the price of tea in China. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, looking forward to that. I, Me I, too. I, there was actually a Boldy James. I always forget about this episode because I think it was the last one to come out. But the last ep- or one of the last episodes of the Caves to come out pre quarantine was uh, the Alchemist and Boldy James with Kenny Beats. Wow, I have not seen that one. I'm definitely gonna watch that. Was that great? Oh, it was awesome. I bet we, you it was. The think- Alchemist does no producing at all. He just stands in a corner. He just sits there and gives he and gives Kenny shit. <laughs> <laughs> Was Kenny trying to make like a like a cook rap beat? Oh yeah. I, he, oh no. Did he body it or no? Was it like weird? We'll we'll watch it together after after the after this. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I hope so. I hope I hope we get to watch that. Just because I didn't know they had an episode together, and you you just put me onto the cave too. So I'm always about finding it. Go to, go to YouTube series. For I watched the uh, the Zach Fox one. Oh, God. I put my most... dick in a bag of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny. He's oh, so fucking Mark, funny. Bro. Have you heard their other collaboration, Square Up? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. The video is so funny. They're, like, oh, working at a burger joint, and the boss, like, trips Zach Fox, and he stands up, and he didn't have a grill on before, but when he stands up, he's got an old gold grill, and he just socks him. <laughs> I love it. Dude, what the hell? You watch Zach, that. Fox is, Zach Fox is wild. You YouTube playlist, man. You I should, like honestly. I'm on the YouTube game more than you. I feel like you are. I feel like you just need to send me whatever you're watching on YouTube, and I'm going to love it. That's what yeah. I want. That's what I really want. You need to synchronize your YouTube to mine. And can we do that? Is that a thing? Can we synchronize? If anyone knows out there, can you can you just comment if we're able it's, to it's synchronize watch, YouTube? Watch videos with each other. I actually have used the program before. Oh, actually. 
Yeah. So, so you're smart. We should try that out soon. I would love to try that. Actually, and, uh, that actually sounds OTT awesome. OTT gang, let us know if you would like to uh, watch, watch with us, you know? videos with us. Of course, down to start streaming or something. Like <laughs> um, but we'll uh, see. I'm hoping that we do though. Any content that we're trying to create in the near future. Oh, peep out, peep out for that content. Fly God is an awesome guy too. West Side Gun. What's your final final rating on this one, Namai? Good, but I mean, on the heels of Pray for Paris is underwhelming. So I would say probably a six. six I'd say that's pretty fair. I'd say that's pretty fair as well. Given I'm going to give this one. I'll say content, like content wise, not looking at it in comparison to an album you literally dropped like four months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would probably be closer to a seven, but still. I just think the lack of drum patterns on this kind of makes it more of like a nighttime driving Wayne sleepy sort of vibe with it. Um, the amount of interludes and skits that are in here kind of offer a really great storytelling effect. Uh, the intro is also very op- eye opening to what the entire project is going to be about. Um, the fuck the police skit is obviously a nod uh, to the black lives matter movement, which I praise West side gun uh, for continuing to be vocal about that. And the feature with Benny and Boldy is probably the best song on here, along with Lil Cease and Drive By Love with Keisha. Keisha Plum bodies that feature. And to me, as a cohesive project, looking at it from the, on, on the heels of Pray for Paris, which is, in my opinion, that's still a nine. I think that's a great, like one of the best albums of the year, in my opinion, so far. And looking at this, you can't really compare that high of greatness with this album it, it's the second album of the fly guys and awesome god series and when you look at it in a sense of continuation um i don't think this you know matches up well to pray for paris i i'm gonna give it a seven um and that's gonna be a solid seven i've kind of gone back and forth between a 7.5 and a 6.5 but i think a seven's a good sweet spot for this album um just because Westside is very calculated in what he does with his projects and he's very good at not only delivering <laughs> delivering his crazy lyrics that he has and, and just kind of how he uses his flow and his voice to his advantage, um, but also with a storytelling effect. And like I just said, I, I, I think he does that very well. So I'm going to give him a seven just because I think this album deserves it. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, Please be I, sure to follow us at OffXDXTop on Twitter. Namai, you better follow us on Twitter. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> I got what? followed. Hey, hey, you haven't followed? Y'all have a Twitter? Wow. Find us on uh, SoundCloud and Spotify at Off The Top Podcast. Kanye dropped two tracks, too. Did you know that? Of course I knew that. Of course you knew that, because <laughs> we're supposed to know that. <laughs> nah, dude, come on. What do you think I was dancing to all weekend, bro? Wash us in the blood. Yeah, Kanye dropped, Kanye dropped twice this past week. Actually, last week, but we're kind of backtracking a little bit just because a lot of Kanye news has been happening over the course of this week. Dropped Wash Us in the Blood with Travis Scott and then also was featured on a song with FKA Twigs, Ty Dolla Sign, and Skrillex called Ego Death. And between these two tracks, Wash Us in the Blood is obviously uh, the better of the two, in a sense. Damn, he said obviously without even asking why. Obviously. Absolutely. In my opinion, I'm going to have your your chance to talk. I also think that Wash Us in the Blood is better, but... Oh, so I come would at say me. That I'm more <laughs> likely to dance to to ego death man with that a funky beat. I love that beat, honestly. It sounds so similar to Fade to me. Um, which you is said, like another- yeah. Didn't you say that uh, they you thought 
that both it of those felt like songs, they did them in the same yeah, session. That's what I'm saying. I had all the signs on both songs. Kanye, I mean, Kanye Lavi's on both songs. Yeah. Beats were similar. Um, some sort of vibe. I don't know. I, now I'm going to check if, uh, if, <laughs> uh, if Skrillex has a production credit on Fade. I hope. But I mean, maybe. It feels like the stars are really aligning that this this was this was made in the same session. But regardless, like I just I really like that that vibe from from Kanye, and I like it when he uh, gives other people the spotlight. Like True. like that. I mean, obviously it's not his song, but when you're Kanye, when you're on a song, it kind of becomes yours. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, he, he just has that effect. Like Drake used to have that effect back in 2016, 2017. Every feature was basically his song. I know he hopped on that uh, Fetty Wap My Way and everyone thought it was Drake's song. <laughs> Same thing with Summer Walker and uh, with the uh, Girls Need Love remix. Yeah. He, he, he has that effect. And I feel like Kanye is also one of those artists. I think Kendrick Lamar is also one of those artists as well. J. Cole, any goat tier rapper that you can think of, you know, is going to have that effect on the song. Um, but Wash Us in the Blood, we'll start there. I, I don't really have any crazy thoughts on Ego Death. I just thought it was a decent track. Kanye's feature was pretty much the only thing I listened to. Ty Dolla Sign was Ty Dolla Sign, did his usual crazy cadence, you know, that he does, uh, the the squeaky voice. I love Ty Dolla Sign. You know what's weird about Ty Dolla Sign is I've seen him, I, I saw him live at Coachella uh, last year. He's a way better singer alive than he is on his songs. And that's not to discredit his songs, but that's weird. Man's uh, he he really harmonizes and does these like crazy like vibrato and stuff with his voice when he's live that I didn't even realize he was capable of from like songs like Paranoid <laughs> and stuff that like, I had no idea. Club bangers. I had no uh, idea. I love TikTok song. Something nice. new with Wiz. I'm just saying though. I'm just saying. I think uh, we both know that Washington the Blood is the easy winner of this and possibly teasing a new Kanye album along with this presidential campaign that he's going to be launching pretty soon. I don't even know how far this is going to go. I mean, he kept his promise. It's a promo. He, it, it's a promo. You think, I don't know. Hopefully the next album is kind of... To, it's too late for him to be in the race anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this we is going to work out. For candidacy and... Um, a bunch of the states that he would have to petition in already have closed that option. So, um, so he's basically just saying it to say it. No, he's saying it because he knows this is going to make waves. Like, <laughs> I, I would do the same thing, man. Like, but yeah. if I say I'm running for president, no one's going to give a shit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he just did make that multi million dollar deal with Gap, Yeezy yeah. X Gap. So, I mean, Kanye has been making moves this entire week along with the Gap deal, these two new songs, and I announcing his presidential campaign. I'm hoping yeah. very soon. I think the washes and the blood single is a very good clue into what we're going to be expecting from Kanye from here on out. Definitely the secular or the moving away from secular music and focusing on, you know, God related works, um, doing music through God and, and, and his passion uh, with his religion. Um, I, I feel like it, it's, it's good. I mean, the subject matter is, is, is positive, but the music, the musicality of, of what he's still doing is is true to himself as an artist. And I feel as though if people got turned away from Kanye from Jesus is King, I highly recommend you listen to that album again and just realize how masterful he is with trying to blend these sort of elements and these genres together to make something that's totally his. I don't think I've ever seen an artist do what Kanye is doing right now. I, I, I truly don't, don't think anyone could do this besides Kanye. 
And I mean, look at the progression, right? Like the progression thing, because we go from Kanye's original works, which is really just him trying to prove himself uh, while he's at Rock Nation, uh, and like trying to hone his producer chops. Uh, and then like people realize like this is the man who's been producing for Jay-Z, like this this music's insane. And he's a rapper too, and he's a good yeah. one at that. Uh and then we get him kind of coming into his own and trying out all these different styles from 808s to Yeezus. Um, and I felt like uh the life of Pablo was like a very interesting like culmination of all of those styles put together. Right. And then um now we are finally get. I mean, we got Jesus as King, and I feel like that was a big uh, dissonance between the music that he'd been making, even though nothing he's really made, no two albums sound the same. Exactly. But this was like an even bigger jump, right? Because it was even a change in subject matter. Right. Uh, and now we're, we're seeing him really come into his own and get comfortable with it and start experimenting with it in ways that, we've never really seen any artist progress exactly to see what that really all culminates in i'm really i'm really looking forward to it too and just the fact to see that ronnie J was on that watch in the blood beat and oh, for, yeah. for kanye to to use a ronnie J beat and actually ronnie J used that sample really well i don't even know what that sample was but he bodied it and kanye and and travis spit over the entire thing and kanye didn't really you know, talk about much other than just kind of praising God and letting rain on us and let the blood wash yeah, over. Sounded, it sounded like kind of like a demo track. The yeah, way it did. It, it sounded like more so hip hop dance hall mixed yeah. with like I don't I don't know how to put this like Christian. I don't even I don't even know how to like say it. I, it it's there's so much going on with Kanye's sound it's now. Dance very, hall gospel gospel dance hall rap it's gospel right is it church oh my god did you just make a genre church trap let's go i think kanye is going to be leading the pack when it comes to church trap and kanye's counterpart push a t the singular the singular (laughs) the singular contributor to this genre so far (laughs) kanye is the only one he's gonna start though i bet you push a t is gonna start doing it too eventually You think so? I want, you know what I want is, uh, I feel like, um, this is a really random name to bring into this, but Zaytoven. Oh my God. I haven't heard his name. Zaytoven, I want to see some Zaytoven and Kanye. Now that Kanye is religious, because I don't know if you knew this, but, uh, Zaytoven, who is, if anyone doesn't know, uh, Gucci Mane's original producer. If you um, don't know who Zaytoven is, come on now. Yeah. No, come on now. I'm giving him the, the benefit of the Just, doubt. But, oh, but, um, oh. His, such his origin guy. story is that Gucci Mane heard him playing the um, what's it called? Pipes and the uh, organ, organ. Oh, okay. He's playing. He was the organ player for his church, and that's how he became involved in music in the first place. So that's crazy. I didn't know I think that. It would be really dope to see that collaboration. That's actually a really good connection to see what would actually be a thing in the future. I hope Kanye is able to know that. I hope he hears this and realizes, like, oh shit. Oh yeah. They I was just on the phone with him the other day. Kanye was saying, you know, he loves it. Yeah, he actually was uh, just telling us to come out to Wyoming, and he, he has an extra couple beds for us to crash on for the next couple days. He and wants to record. Surprise guest, Kanye! Everybody wow. Wow. <laughs> Imagine Kanye being. Like, <laughs> 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 
Y'all praise Jesus? Wait, wait. Who has better ad libs, West Side Gun or Kanye? Uh, I don't know. I need to find more West Side Gun ad libs. Cardi got them both beat. (laughs) (laughs) I hope. I hope the kids of YouTube don't hear that because they'll come rushing toward us and realizing like, oh, you guys said the Playboy Cardi ad lib wrong. Oh, cancel, cancel OTT, cancel them. (laughs) They don't deserve. They don't deserve it. We got canceled last week too, bro. We can't be doing this. We got canceled last week. Oh yeah, we we had our first hater. We had our first hater oh, ever. Oh yeah, we did get our first. We hater. had our first hater. Yeah. It was you whack. Jit you whack. I thought I thought we were on talking old, about on an old ass tweet too. Like that was like a tweet. That, that was our first tweet. Heard. That was our first podcast. Oh what? Damn. Wait, oh, that was our third one. It was our third podcast. Our third episode. Yeah, yeah. That was like that was like a month and a half ago. It's all good, dude. We don't I care know. about the haters. And if anything, they motivate us. But who we do care about is our OTT gang. Who follows us at OffXTheXTop on Twitter. Beautiful. I love it. Podcast off the top on Spotify and SoundCloud. Let's go. My man Namai said it for all of us here at OTT. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you guys next week. We appreciate y'all for listening. And uh, rest in peace, Juice World, man. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Uh, we miss you guys. And great music from both of them coming out. And that's it for us. Peace. We'll see you guys next week. I don't settle for less. I'm a slap box of bird and then tear down the nest. I'm a champion. Try and put me to the test. I'm up all day and night and I don't need no rest. Keep making this music because my music slap. Give me some money. I will not pay back. No ADHD, but I can't stay on track. 24-7, all I do is foul. All the ladies want me because I look like a snack. Send me a nude. I will not send one back. I'm a flip, baby. You're